From Grove Studios in Ypsilanti, I'm John Bomarito. It's another edition of Acoustic Alternatives, the video podcast to go along with the video playlist and the uh, radio show that happens with the same name. Grove Studios, I just showed King Margot what it looks like, the Grove Studios uh, rentable space for uh, your band practice, your DJ practicing, or even a podcast like this, all available to do right here in Ypsilanti and a very affordable and uh, convenient 24-7 operation. It's a oh, cool wow. place. I'm so glad that they've uh, offered this space to me to do a podcast. It's close to home for me, and uh, I like what comes out of it. So I am welcoming this time to the podcast uh, a duo that's now a trio, this time anyway, that I last visited with in a studio back in 2017 when the name of the band was still Bashville. Wow. Oh, man. I know. I look these <laughs> things back. up sometimes. <laughs> good because we can't remember anything anymore no <laughs> well you've been at it a while it's five years uh, a five-year-old project and uh for the uh, anagram lovers in the audience uh, ascot tacos would be another band name ascot I forgot about ascot what is ascot oh i did it's, it's a like sweater a hat. oh i thought it was a hat isn't it a sweater an ascot oh, no. Well, at least it's Maybe an article it of clothing. It's like a fancy, is it a fancy sweater? I think it's a fancy sweater. Yeah. With this little it's like a checkerboard. thing. Yeah. Wow, missed opportunity. Ascot Tacos is your your, your other name. Ascot Tacos. How did, how did you arrive at King Margo versus Bashville? I, I don't... Uh, Bashville was a really fun name, and a lot of folks loved it, but we did run into a conflict with somebody else that was already under that in a recording setting. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, we were... On the prowl for a new name. <laughs> and how did we, we had some lists? <laughs> we did. Uh, there was there were a lot that we were going to choose from, but King Margot just kind of like popped at the top, mostly because it was from a show we were watching at the time that we're still both fairly obsessed with, uh, called The Magicians. Oh, okay. Uh, it was a sci-fi sci-fi network. It is a yeah. show, and uh, the character Margot just has an incredible story arc and. The name itself, unfortunately, is a bit of a spoiler, um, but it's okay. It's worth it. It's okay. Yeah. She, she, she be- becomes a king, elected by a bunch of like you know animals. animals. <laughs> <laughs> I promise it's really good. <laughs> well, the the anagram joke only works if I actually introduce who's here: Rachel Coates, <laughs> Luciana Costa, hey. and Sideman John Allier. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today, John. So that that's John a, Ascot. John Ascot. Changing, <laughs> that's the requirement to be in the band. You gotta, you gotta have an answer. <laughs> you do. So, <laughs> one album out so far. Something new coming soon. Would you like to play from the forthcoming as we go further into this interview, starting with the song, though? Yeah, would love to. What, do we, what would you it. start with? Uh, let's play "Dishes Ain't Done." Couldn't hardly walk for wearing all that gold 
That magazine has to be bought and sold Phone it be ringing at a quarter to three Whoa, waking up the baby on live TV Honey, can't you see? Sleep won't come and the dishes ain't done What you got is me Ain't Done, the title of the song, That's and right. King Margot of the band here in the studio of Grove Studios on Acoustic Alternatives. One of the tracks from the forthcoming album due out on September 2nd, is that right? That's correct. Waters Rise. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we get into the chatting, but what I like to do when I do these podcasts is dig into the, the humans that are behind the songs a little bit further than just, you know, just talking about the, the music that's got uh, on the horizon or that's just been released. So, Lucha, I'm going to start with you because I've known you the longest. Yeah. <laughs> you, you used to come visit me at the radio station that I used to work at. Uh, your parents would come and bring hot chocolate to Rockin' for the Hungry. I mean, there's, yep. there's no way I can forget the kindness when you're standing out there cold for five days yeah. and somebody brings you hot chocolate. Uh, never forgotten. So, uh, Mama Costa is still part of the part of the videos I see from time to time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was she was in the room last night. She got I, a shout-out at the Ark. I heard. I didn't get a chance to run into her, but... Uh, <laughs> Tell me a little bit about growing up uh, in Ann Arbor for you and, and uh, how it formed you musically. Ooh. Um, I mean, gosh, like, there were so many resources available growing up in Ann Arbor. I think, like, I loved country music and living in Michigan. That, like, at first seemed like a really weird, it's like, oh, nobody likes country music. It's like, I'm not going to talk about this in, like, middle school because everyone was into, like, pop and Justin Timberlake. And I was like, I'm not going to admit that I love the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> um, but when I did kind of find the Dixie Chicks and discovered the dobro, the instrument, the dobro, through them, 
like over at Oz's music, mm-hmm. they had one, like one dobro in the whole town. I like searched everywhere and they had this one slide guitar. I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to buy it with my own money. And my parents were sick of me like trying new instruments at that point. Like, you're done. Like, we're cutting you off. We're not paying for this. No. <laughs> and they were like so supportive. But yeah. that was like the final straw. This was like my eighth instrument. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to buy it myself. And and really did fall in love with it genuinely. But meeting people in the community that just kind of like welcomed me into band situations, even being like a literal 12 year old (laughs) was so incredible. Like they just, because I mean, you know, no one was playing Dobro and there there really was like a robust Americana scene in town that I don't even, I'll be honest, I'm not even sure how I like met everybody. I think some of it was through the arc, like open mic at the arc and just kind of showing up and, and meeting people and they were just so warm and open-minded and open-hearted and let me join their bands and I learned I learned almost everything I'm still using today like through working with them when at such a young age so strangely my first impressions of you and I, I don't think of you playing stringed instruments as piano I mean I, I still I still think of you as a piano player yeah. in my head yeah because when you did a solo session for me you, you know you covered Ben Folds and you did your own material those that i that was my very serious Ben Folds era. Yeah. So it started out as like a string band thing, and then kind of le- <laughs> was like when the Dixie Chicks got ostracized from country music, I was really mad about it as like a teenager, and I was like, okay, fine. And then it was high school, so I was getting super into like indie rock and that whole scene, and mm-hmm. and yeah, then I really I fell in love with the piano because I started writing on the piano. Mm-hmm. Like I never wrote on dobro or guitar or anything like that. Um, so kind of understanding how much I loved songwriting was through the piano, so. So I really piano, like... guitar, and dobro. Yeah. Is that it? Uh, I mean, not, not, that's not enough. I'm just asking. <laughs> I, play, I play zero of those. So. <laughs> that's those are the main ones. There's, you know, there's ukulele. There's I really want to be a drummer. That's like my secret. Someday. Piano. How to do it. Piano is a drummer gateway. It totally is. Ben was a drummer before he was a piano. Player. I know. And then he throws drums in a lake. And I was yes. like, I just want to be that cool. <laughs> that cool. <laughs> That's, I appreciate that. I've always thought you were cool. I've always, I don't know that I've ever asked this question, but the the, the last name has got lineage in music. Nika and Don are well-known musicians. Don Costa and Nika Costa. Is there any relationship? You're giving me a blank stare. Like, I don't, no. I don't know a Nika Costa. Well, there Costa. are. There, so my grandfather was a professional jazz musician, but I don't know. I Don don't Costa know played things. with Sinatra and Nika Costa. It was like a 2000s-ish person who had a hit called Everybody's Got Through Something. Really? Yeah, never mind. Apparently I don't think related. we're related, but, no. you know, I'll do like a 23 in Maine. You should. I See? mean, Don Costa's a pretty legend. <laughs> Don Costa. So Don close Costa. to your dad's name. I know. We got a oh. Don Coates. Yeah. Maybe it's him. That's he just my... rearranged his name. Did he play with Sinatra? Don's living a secret past life I never knew about. <laughs> it's entirely possible. Uh, <laughs> Was there a, a favorite um, high school memory or favorite time that you, you decided that music was your thing? Like, was it a moment where you experienced something at the arc or was there a door that made you go, I have to go music. It's mm. my only path. That's a really interesting question that I got to think about. Um, I do think, like, there's something about, I've talked about this before, but like, Whoever you're listening to when you first learn how to drive is so formative. Like, it just is in your soul forever. And it was Ben Folds for me at the time. So I was, like, 
just like taking the truck out in the back roads of Michigan, like mm-hmm. listening over and over again. And then he came and played the Michigan theater when I was in high school. And I do think that was probably the moment. I think I still have like a journal entry <laughs> from high school. I was like, I just want to do that for the rest of my life. And then you, you know, it's so funny. I remember that last night as we were playing at the Ark. I was like, still doing it like yeah. it's a lot of years later it's like Lucky you. i know there was a time where you're like ah, no like you give up on that dream you're like oh nope still out here <laughs> well for your friends that are watching this from nashville ann arbor is a neighboring city to ypsilanti where this is recording and uh, it's about 45 minutes from sylvania is that correct where rachel is from sylvania yes. ohio near toledo yes yes more people are familiar with toledo than sylvania but it's true it's like saying i'm from plymouth where's that it's near ann arbor and detroit yeah you get it fair enough <laughs> What about your childhood? Where is, where does your musical childhood start? Um, you know, I have a ridiculously musical family um, on both sides. Mm. Um, my my mom's side of the family was big into the bluegrass uh, side of things. Um, my grandfather had a bluegrass band. Uh, it was Robert White and the Candy Mountain Express, um, and that was his project. And my mom played in his band, and my my uncle also played banjo mm-hmm. and uh, upright bass in his band. But uh, I was the youngest of 10 grandkids, so that 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 moment in time, unfortunately, I didn't get to be fully submerged in because I was too young. I was like maybe just two or three years old by the time he had gotten a little too old to really do it full-time anymore. Um, but they did used to all go to, like, bluegrass festivals in the summertime, and that was just kind of what they did. Um, and then on my on my dad's side, um, a little bit more of like a classical oriented mindset. My my grandmother actually met my grandfather at Michigan State, um, where they were both majoring in music. Um, my grandma was the first person to major on upright bass and do music ed hmm. at Michigan State. Wow. Uh, sometimes people say first female, and she often will correct everybody and no, no, no. First. First person, <laughs> like, period. I see you, Grandma. Uh, and, yeah, my grandfather played sousaphone in the marching band and uh, went on to do, like, music business. And he did a lot of, like, orchestra management stuff and, and bringing in talent. And uh, he he managed the Toledo Symphony for a while and, uh, you know, was famous for bringing in people like Andre Watts for the first mm. time into Toledo. Um, so he, he was around everywhere. He was in Cincinnati and New York and Hawaii there for a while. Um, so needless to say, very musical family like that, that bled into my dad having a passion for music and my mom. Um, so it was always, uh, constant in my upbringing. There wasn't really like a, a moment where I felt like there was a choice. It's just what you did. Yeah. The door was not just open, it was left open. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And no choice but to walk through the door. Yeah. What instrument did you pick up first? Because I think of you as a bass player. Ooh. Um, that's a great question. I think technically my first instrument was probably singing. Oh. Um, my parents put a microphone in my hand before I could walk. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they love to put me... <laughs> in their gig situation and just have the little kid look cute drooling on a microphone. Um, Are there videos of that? <laughs> God, I hope not. Um, but kind of. <laughs> it sounds like Patreon-exclusive content. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> if we find it, they'll be the first to know. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I, I sang with my dad a lot. I went out to his gigs when I was a kid, and uh, I'd go run around and play with the kids that were at whatever gig he happened to be doing. And, you know, I'd go up and sing a few songs and 
they think I was really cute and give me money, and I thought that that was awesome. <laughs> you make money being Still cute. Wow. I know. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Um, but <laughs> instrumentally wise, uh, my grandma made sure to put a violin in my hands before I even knew it was happening, um, and I I did gravitate towards electric bass before anything serious really started. But I I would just kind of like noodle on electric guitars and electric basses in my room and just try to like match sounds of notes that were happening in songs while listening. Um, so I can't say for sure what the first official one was, but bass was definitely like my primary underlying thing at the same time. Um, I started on violin in fifth grade when I joined orchestra officially. Um, and I stuck through with that until about eighth grade and then I switched to upright. So from there on, it was like upright bass all day, every day. We are getting some bleed, aren't we? Dude, they are <laughs> Just a jamming. minute ago, there was nobody here, it's and so now all of a sudden it's loud. <laughs> I thought I had blocked out that studio. Anyway, um, bass players are less common than guitar players. Nothing wrong with that. But and was there an inspirational bass player that made you go, that's why I want to do bass? Ooh, um, you know, I was really big into No Doubt when I was like in my formative years of music, and I really, really loved their whole sound collectively as a band like Gwen Stefani versus like the bass player Tony Canal uh that whole combination to me was just like really formative so nobody really talks about Tony but he like that dude can shred on bass and what he does in their whole configuration I think is like a really underrated glue in their whole project I mean, they're not really doing the thing a whole lot anymore. But yeah. back then, oh, my God, it was so cool. Cool. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. sure it was going to be one of the big names. you know. Like well, Beatles, Getty, obviously. Getty yeah. My dad, huge Beatles fan. So, like, that was just kind of it went without saying that yeah. Paul McCartney is obviously, like, the greatest ever. Um, but in my area of, of what was new at the time, like, that, that's definitely where I drew inspiration. And so – as you guys progress through your musical careers, both of you. Sorry, John, I haven't included you yet, but you will. You'll get included. <laughs> um, you were touring with other musicians. Like, Rachel, I just saw you with Seth Clear not so long ago. I know, man, yeah. Uh, which was good to catch up. And, like, it reminded me that you were coming, and I should probably think about having you on the podcast. Because you're both going to be in the area. Like, that, there's always somebody to pick from, but I just didn't, I hadn't really thought about Heck who's yeah. next. Who's going to be next? Right. Uh, but then you guys met, even though you grew up, pretty close to each other you met while playing for somebody else who were you playing with when you met are you allowed to say yeah 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 um <laughs> it was a project called hudost and they were based out of like southern kentucky but they were in nashville a lot um and we had a mutual friend from this area that reached out to both of us to see uh, if i would play keys in the band and if rachel would play bass in the band and we met and we were like you're cool here's <laughs> you're pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> But you are, and you're together, and, and now we're we're a couple of years into this project five, actually. Yeah, so can't even believe that. It seems to be working out okay. <laughs> still, still here. I learned I learned at the show yesterday at the Ark, although this is not yesterday if you're watching it now because we're not airing it live, um, that there is a album coming out on a label. It's not just self released. You're like you're gonna have a little team with you. Yeah. So if I had a appropriate drink you know, in, a, in a cup we would, we would toast that we'll do that congratulations that's cool Cheers, thank man. you um, so uh, from that forthcoming album before we continue the chat what would you like to do next hopefully not get drowned out by the rock band down the hallway <laughs> well we we're thinking about doing our really quiet song well, maybe. Uh, from the title track you 
What do you think? Think we could do it? Sure. I, yeah. I was just sure. saying as you were giving the tour, we blacked out a room to, to prevent the sound, but I apparently <laughs> didn't block out the right room. Ah, uh, well, I mean, usually we're pretty good at winning the Who's Louder competition. Well, you do have the microphones right in front of you, I so know. we'll see what happens. I, I, we wanted to play this song for What's the song called? Um, it's called Monsters, and it is ended up being the song we named our record after. Never boarded up the windows Grandma likes to say She wrote out every storm Fried chicken just the same Now Dallas brings the lumber Puts new holes in the frame He never fills in the old ones Calls his mama up in Maine It's looking bad again what the TV people say Oh, the water's so much warmer now But it always looks the same Lapping at the train tracks Pacing 30 miles wide While the sun slips behind Like fire in the sky And it's rainbows in your front it's sirens going wild Oh, it's always been like this Don't go soft on us, child And the waters rise Rolling in the dark, the rain keeping time Beating like your heart, but you sing while the banjos they claw hammer They're all drinking songs And the monsters outside Oh, they howl alone Trina worries from New York About her brother and their friends They're still sitting in magnolias They're still listening to the she found a place in Buffalo Big wide rooms to sleep them all Half of what she pays in Brooklyn Between the highway and the mall But her grandma and her brother Oh, they're stubborn as they come They say go get on the subway Go in, have a little fun And forget about the trouble you sings along Oh, you made it far north enough You don't need to come back home And the waters rise Rolling in the dark The rain keeping time Beating like your heart But you sing anyway while the banjos they call a hammer, they're all drinking songs. And the monsters outside, oh, they howl along. Ooh. 
Beautiful. Waters Rise, the name of the album, and Monster is the name of the song, right? You get yeah. that right without writing things down? <laughs> yes, you nailed it. Woohoo! Brain, <laughs> brain works sometimes when you get older. So currently based in two cities, it looks like, if, I, if I'm reading my reading right. <laughs> two to 24. <laughs> well, Nashville and Killington yes. seem to be homes. Yes. Do you have places in both you can stay, I guess, is what Yeah, yeah. We, exactly. we try to split our time as evenly as possible between the two. Yep. Depends on the season. Right. Well, who would want to be in Michigan in winter? Nobody. <laughs> I know. You'd think. It's like <laughs> we end up being up north in the winter and in the south in the summer because it's touring season in the summer. So we stay based out of Nashville and try to go up for snowboarding season in the winter. So it's the opposite of what you'd think, but Pretty much. both are a good time. That's not what I would expect. <laughs> but it is. It's nice to have the option to flip-flop it if the opportunity arises. Like next week, we're actually... Yeah. Well, like in a couple days, actually, we're headed up to Vermont, so we're going to at least get to be there for a week. And I'm very excited to not be in Tennessee. Oh, because it's hot. It got hot. I know. We just spent a week in Texas. Yeah, man. I can't get the wrong direction. (laughs) (laughs) So is Nashville where you met John, who's to your, let's see, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He's my left. We, We met at a writer's round. Which you meet a lot of people at writers' rounds, and it was Cinco de Mayo, <laughs> and it was just one of those like, that one, yeah. wow, awesome, oh, yeah. like a mutual sort of, that was so cool. Okay, bye. Like we'll probably never see each other again. And then John reached out to us and asked if we wanted to hop on a tour of his that was happening in like a month or something. He was looking for a bass player and a, a background vocalist, and we were like, it was like the one free week we had. Yeah. And we we're like, you know what? Sure. Let's go Why for not? <laughs> so he's not an official member of the band, but no. But we've done a lot of work together over the last year. Like it really has kind of beautifully molded into this very give and take kind of. We play with him, and he plays with us, and we've been a lot of places together in the last year. So yeah. What's your background, John? Where are you from originally? I'm um, originally from Central Louisiana. So I um, I kind of grew up playing music. Honestly little like the stuff that these guys are doing in the back Um, (laughs) which again where did they come from a second ago i was just putting a microphone down the hall there was nobody there i i I, I grew up playing music Uh, my uncle was in a cajun zydeco band so i kind of had him as a resource Um, but me and my brothers were all self-taught and i had that decision of like hey you know i can stay in louisiana and probably play cajun music um, if i wanted to do it as a as a profession or i could move to nashville and kind of give it a big swing uh, so yeah, moved up to Nashville, and uh, as a songwriter, it took it took a while to kind of get a foundation. Uh, so in the meantime, I played I played uh, sideman guitar for a lot of artists. Um, I was on the big machine circuit for a little bit, so I got I got to do some cool shows um, with Carly Pierce and Cassidy Pope and Levi Hummond. So that was great. Uh, but in about 2019, I started putting out some more of my original music, and um, you kind of you get back into the writer's circuit in Nashville. And that's where I met the girls. And, um, you know, it's nice to see, other, you know, they, they grind on the road. Uh, so I think we kind of had that in common of like, hey, we have a lot of tour dates, kind of as opposed to getting a revolving door of musicians, like let's kind of band together and kind of form an alliance. And, you know, um, that's exactly what we're doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I apologize that I'm not familiar with your music yet. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. We, we um, you know, this is something like we I primarily have been playing in the South. So, um, that makes sense then. Yeah, yeah. So it's like coming up to Michigan has been really nice through the girls because I'm getting to meet people like yourself playing at the Ark, 
um, you know, we've been playing some small town festivals and, and kind of just ex- expanding a little bit. I mean, vice versa. We've been going. We did, you know, two shows at Tipitina's in the last six months, uh, New Orleans, which we've got the girls plugged in there a little bit and, and um, you know, just kind of seeing each other's roots. Cool. Well, nice to meet you and have you be part yeah. of the session. Maybe yeah. we'll let you do one of your own songs later. We'll yeah, talk yeah. about that in a minute. Uh, new album coming out September 2nd. I love the promo photos you got put out for that. Those are very, very tastefully done. Thank you. Um, Brooke Stevens, man. Well, she, she kills it in Nashville. Well done. Looks great. Um, <laughs> you played a song yesterday at the show that you said is not going to be on the album. So how did you decide what made the album and what didn't make the album? Mm. Like, did you have an excess of songs, really? Uh, honestly, we were just kind of going with what the team was feeling at the time. It was originally going to be a six-song EP. Oh. So uh, we we rocked those songs out so well and so quickly, and they turned out so fabulous that, like, you know, they kind of mold over, like, well, maybe we should do this as more of a full-length uh, project. Um, so we were kind of given the choice to pick four songs to put out there, and... Uh, the ones that we chose we love we couldn't we couldn't cut any of the four that ended up getting cut and this other one was like man if we could just do a fifth song it'd be great but they're Why just you? It was 11 time oh. time time i'm sure budget we did the whole concern. the whole record was done in four days oh wow yeah. so it was two in october and two in january so we yeah. just like we literally we ran out of time we mm-hmm. well the song <laughs> I, I, I don't remember the title but you did the one that's not on the album last night i'm like that's a great song oh, i mean i like that you. one a lot i hope i wish that was on the album voodoo baby yeah voodoo. <laughs> Uh, it's on YouTube. The three yeah. of us did a did a video of it. You mentioned that. Maybe we'll put that in the, the notes of this video <laughs> in the audio portion of this podcast so people can find it if they, they want to check it out. Uh, was there any sort of theme that went with the, the, the writing, or is it just this is what came out in the last two years and this is what we wrote? Uh, for the whole record? Yeah. Um, I mean, what ended up emerging was sort of a, a nature theme, like a, <laughs> a natural disaster theme, one Waters might say. Rise. But yeah. Waters rise. Waters <laughs> rise is a natural day. I'm just really obsessed with it. I think about it a lot. You know, I think about, I think about the future of the planet a lot. And it's just, you know, it's very cliche that it comes out in metaphors when you're writing songs and, you know, making metaphors about fire and love and that kind of thing. But it's just like it's the most elemental thing that I keep coming back to. Like, if you're trying to write, you're trying to find the truth of something, and it's like, we live and die by the rules of the planet. Like, we just do. So I, it just keeps coming back and in different ways. And, you know, you think you're writing a song that's very different than another song. And you're like, nope, still just, like, scratching that same itch. Hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to understand something. Um, so that, yeah, we didn't really, you know, it's funny. You don't think about these kinds of things until you're asked to answer a bunch of questions for your team. Sorry. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, oh, Sorry I guess that you. is what we did. Sorry to ask your questions. No, 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 no I love it. I love it. It's just that you don't get in that analytical mode yeah. when you're in creation mode. And then right. I actually, I enjoy that. It's like you discovered something new about what you already did. <laughs> like that was, it's a, another part of the process that I find really interesting. Do you write together or do you bring songs to each other? I would say Luch has just this beautiful well of imagination that is great for song starting. And I mean, she can she can bang out a song all pretty quickly solo. But sometimes there's there's some tunes that need you know a little more crafting and some tweaking and nudging. And I I really love uh, coming in at it from like an arrangement perspective and trying to to build it into like something bigger than wherever it was. So we do a lot of uh, co-collaborating in, in building it together. Um, 
but yeah, I would say Luch is just like an incredible mind with so much imagination and depth. It's just been so Stop. fun to tap into that. <laughs> no, it really is a beautiful like it's it's such a complimentary situation. I love it cuz yeah, I love, you know, that that's the part I want to do and and can't stop and I love like the creation of ideas and stuff and like but help me, you know, sandpaper these into something that's like more beautiful and polished. <laughs> it's nice. Well, it helps you guys became pretty fast friends and connected, and it's probably easy to to work on each other's stuff because you you like each other. Absolutely, you know? yeah. That's that's important. We're very lucky. How did you choose a producer for this project? Was there somebody you'd wanted to work with and got them, or is there like just a yeah, actually, honestly, yes. Um, we have kind of been in Gabe Lee's world, uh, the Torres Music Group world, as friends and co-collaborators. Really, we met Gabe Lee, who's an incredible artist, uh, at a party in Nashville, and it was our other like kind of just magical Nashville friend story. Where you're just like this one, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we became friends really quickly. Uh, and then he brought me in for his debut record farmland to play dobro so it was a very stripped down record that he put out under the label that we're all on now um so that's how we met and have just continued to work together since then so we've known alex torres through that for the past few years and he's just a great human he's just like really is we're just working with our friends (laughs) constantly but he's got you know he's he works really hard he cares so much he makes great music with people and he's really just like a a truly organic like he just wants the songs to fly <laughs> you know he's one of those guys that just gets it and he wants his artists to go out there and, and do what they do best and that for me like you can't ask for anything more in somebody that's going to support your work so well he also has a great crew of folks at that farmland studio that kind of do help to shape everything that yeah. comes out of there it's like a house band so there's basically like a a three-way production credit on our record and it's it's Alex uh Gabe and this guy David Dorn who does most of the production work out of farmland and they're all just together we had such a great time putting this they're magic they really are yeah nice well that's that's a lucky find then uh it really is I was looking as uh, as prep for the interview to see you know what kind of online presence you have as a, as a band, and there were some really nice videos. You called the Treehouse Sessions. Yeah. Nice touch on the costume changes, by the way. <laughs> in case I didn't watch them back to back to back. Thanks, Dillards. <laughs> I, I, I would think that they were all recorded at different times, but they weren't. Uh, the Ship Life videos were entertaining. Oh. Tell me a little bit about oh Ship Life. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. You went deep. You did. <laughs> Into the ocean deep. Oh, man. So, so Luch and I, uh, we just had a wild idea one day, as all of our adventures start. Uh, are we doing this? Uh, <laughs> we were like, man, what if we what if we tried to do, like, a cruise ship gig? Because, like, I think we had seen some sort of promotional, like, uh, ASCAP or BMI suggestion yes. for, like, artists who are really just trying to get started and, and get the ball rolling. Um, what are some things you can do? And they, they suggested trying to do a cruise ship type of thing. And we're like, well, yeah. It could be fun. Why not? <laughs> you know, and on a whim, we just, we submitted an application through Carnival Cruise Lines. And, you know, we didn't really put a ton of effort into this application. It was just like <laughs> yeah, two was 20 to 30 second clips of some really obnoxious country music. I used quotations. It was like half of Blank Space by Taylor Swift, <laughs> shot in a bar. <laughs> and I think, I think some redneck woman might oh, have made yeah. it in there too. Um <laughs> 
you know. So we applied as a country duo, I think. And like within a few weeks, we got an offer. And we're like, oh. We thought we'd get like an audition or something. Yeah. And they're just like, here's your contract. Here's the name of the ship. Wow. We're like, oh my God. Here's when you leave and here's when you come back. I was like, oh. Gosh, I hope you have a passport. Are you ready? Yeah, Let's go. exactly. Um, yeah, and then we didn't actually take that first contract because we were not prepared to do it that quickly. But we yeah. ended up taking a second one and got all of our ducks in a row. And yeah, um, we went out, Carnival Breeze, for a couple months and we played our butts off and we partied our butts off and we came back <laughs> we totally made some episodes different people of, yeah, <laughs> made some youtube videos <laughs> and you had some fun oh, oh we had a great time god it was so awesome yeah <laughs> so that begs a new question do you consider yourself country folk americana mm. or nothing is there yeah. is there a tag do you need a tag oh there's a oh, tag there's a tag you i want to hear i the don't tag? think the world needs the tag but there is one <laughs> we've got it go for it give it to him <laughs> all right so we've decided our our genre is lipstick dirtbag americana <laughs> Okay. Yep. That's original. <laughs> yeah. And now you need to cover teenage dirt bag. Move on. Oh, okay. I would love that. Absolutely. That's a, great, that's a great tune. Well, you've done all kinds of gigs. I saw you in a listening room last night. You just talked about the bar gigs. Which kind do you prefer? Do you prefer the fun, rowdy, drink-along crowd, or do you prefer the listening room like you had last night? Dude, that's a fascinating question. I feel like we're... It's great to have experienced both extremes, but we really try to bring a little bit of that party into a listening room atmosphere. Big Girl Cups does that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, definitely. But also vice versa. Like, we've also, I feel really lucky, especially up in Killington when we played the bars, like, it turns into a listening room. If you're like, hey, we wrote this song, like, we worked really hard on it, and it's a quiet song, they'll, like, yeah. you can get a bar to be quiet. It's nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't I don't know if I have a preference. I, I really like the blend of... It's all trying about to turn one into the other one. <laughs> I think that it's you can't just go 100% one way. Um, we go a little cray cray. I think if uh, if we're forced or backed into a corner, um, yeah. there's just something about it being a stuffy listening room. Not saying that all listening room situations are stuffy, but it's definitely like you better be quiet. You know, um, <laughs> I kind of like to take that element out of it and yeah. just try to have a little bit more looseness to it. Um, but the fact that we can turn a, a rowdy bar gig into like, wait, 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 the girls are yeah. singing something. <laughs> Which is like the opposite of yeah, wherever we are. I would expect the opposite myself. We like a challenge. <laughs> you guys are you're certainly having fun. Is there, is there a best place for you guys to write new music while you're on the road, while you're home? definitely not on the road that's a skill I feel like we have to learn soon I think that like we really hash out a lot of things we want to do while on the road and when we have time in a stable situation for like a week or a couple days or whatever we'll we'll crank out an idea and get something going and then you know finish it as we go yeah Um, but yeah we do need to do that more you get inspiration on the road yeah I feel like coming home is kind of like when you have the headspace to to start writing. Mm-hmm. Well, what inspired the next song you're going to play? Tell me the story before you play. I don't think I can because we were going to toss it over. Oh, well then we'll <laughs> to toss John it over. Play one. If that's yeah. would you? Because I was yeah. also thinking too. Like that is something I love about the three of us and how we have kind of been able to give each other like each other's situations. Because I love just being able to rock out at the same time, and that's something we get to do in John's band a lot. Is like just abs- I get to like play organ and like go back to my piano playing roots and just completely like 
you know, headbang and it's a good time. <laughs> well, then I'll toss the question to John. John yeah, is tell that, me about is the song cool? you're about to play. Uh, it's a song, a song called Reckless Love that I uh, wrote with Henry Collin um, in Nashville. And um, we've kind of, we, we've had a lot of fun with it on the road, especially with King Margot uh, hopping in the band because we get this chorus turned into a massive three-part. Um, well, then I'll leave their microphones on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. There you go. So we put the song out in March, uh, like mid-March, and um, we're still kind of riding out a little bit of that wave. And um, we, we had a little bit of traction on Americana Radio. Um, on this guy, it broke in for a couple of weeks. It broke into the top 100 on their uh, radio campaign. and um, Very excited about that. But I'm going to play it for you. It's called Reckless Love.
That is damn catchy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tapping my toes going, I, I, I like this song, and I want to hear it again. In fact, we should probably encourage people to go listen to it professionally recorded because what we just did was not the greatest. Not because of you, but because of the microphone limitations that I have here and just the way we've got this set up. I probably should have that microphone more at your face, so feel free to move that towards your face a little bit more. Uh, if people want to find that song, what's the best place for them to find you and your songs? Uh, my last name uh, is John Oliers. It's a Cajun last name, uh, H-O-L-L-I-E-R. So when I moved to Tennessee, it became Hollier. So um, at Olier Music, um, you can check that out on Spotify or Apple Music or YouTube or Instagram. We got plenty of information out there on that. There you go. Thank you for doing that and for joining yeah, us today. Thanks for, thanks for letting me play a song. I would say that was my pleasure, and I think it's going to be everybody's <laughs> pleasure once they go, hey, and then go listen to the real version. Because <laughs> hey, nothing this, this was the real version. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I just meant, right. what, what I'm trying to say, John, is you deserved a better mix than that. Oh, okay. You deserved a better mix than that for sure, and I wish I could have done it better. It's like I, half our shows. I embrace this moment because of this is what we do so often, so it is the real, like, you know, I love that about touring and traveling. Yes, well, I would say pull that mic up towards you a little bit more. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> that begs the, does, does King Margot ever see themselves incorporating a third member, whether it's John or not? Do you ever think about expanding what is the base of your band? Well, we've had that conversation, uh, you know, with the team. And, like, for now, it makes the most sense to kind of roll it as a duo. Um, it's easiest for all the folks that we've collaborated with to like pursue their things and whoever can hop in when it works out if we're if there's you know space to do it as a trio we certainly do do that um you but said do do i did say do do <laughs> <laughs> busted oops um but yeah it, we're we're we are the duo um but we're just really stoked to be able to bring anybody else in with us that uh can help enhance what we're already doing totally yeah, and well nice choice. John does a great job of that. Yeah. No, for sure. So road, I mean, really is where you live most of the time. Uh, you, <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine, because that's These how you days. make a living at this point. Um, <laughs> you've been Midwesterners as you know where you're born, and you've been to other places. Do you connect with people in other places more so than Midwesterners? Do you find that mm. you are more drawn to a different part of the country than than you are from? I mean, people are different in other places. We know this. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I mean, I vibe with the South a lot. Okay. Like, there yeah. is something about just kind of like, I laugh at this all the time, but it is a very like almost familiar Italian feeling of just like really warm, open, excitable people. That <laughs> works for me really well. Pomerito, um, pasta. We also, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> <laughs> Italian girl. <laughs> um, I really loved spending time in Nebraska, of yeah. all places. We got to do some shows with our buddy Tyler Halverson, uh, who's a great songwriter as well. He's from South Dakota. Uh, he took us out for a run in Nebraska and South Dakota, and like in January. I know, it's like the further time. apart everything is, and you know, the worse conditions you live in, the nicer the people. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but yeah. we're so nice. Like I had such a good time out there. Rachel, are you drawn to a different part of the country than? Um, I will definitely echo what Luch said. There is something about going someplace remote where folks just they 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 don't get a ton of people that come just to see them, so it means more to them. You go into a city, and you know you got to work really hard to get a few people to come out, even yeah. when there's so many people. Yeah. And it's not like that when you're in a rural area. Like the same folks go to the same places all the time, and that's just what they do. Um, that being said. Um, 
I can't say there's any one area. I thought that I would have a specific place at this stage of what we're doing. Yeah. I thought there'd be like, yeah, that's my spot for me. But the more we expand and like play in different areas, the more I love it being different I all know. the time. <laughs> totally. Um, you never really know what you're going to get on any night, but it it it's just, I don't know, it's fuel for the fire in a way. Um I love Texas. I never thought that that sentence would come out of my mouth. <laughs> I, I, I was just going to say that, too. We're, like, very much falling in love with Texas right Texas, now. Texas, <laughs> I mean, we were on a run with Gabe Lee last week, and, uh, you know, folks really turned out for him, and he's still really just kind of getting things going. But all the folks that were there were just so sweet and so supportive and just, like, genuinely nice people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, being from the north up here, like, southern states get a bad rap because it's all politicized and stuff but you know at the end of the day people are people and there are really great people everywhere yep nice yeah amen well when you are on the road since you kind of have two home bases do you ever miss home always like which is which is the one you miss we miss them both it doesn't matter i miss everywhere all the time (laughs) (laughs) i do But it's a good thing because yeah. we love a lot of places. Well, that is a good thing. I just I, I, I have trouble deciding where I wanted to be more if I have two places to pick from like you guys do, which is a nice luxury. Like, well, yeah. they both have their appeal, I suppose. Totally. We really do genuinely miss both when we're in one, you miss the other. But yeah, when it's it, the charm. When it's been a few months in one place, like as the anchor, you always go, man, I just really miss the other one. Um, no. Not that we're not appreciating where we're at at the time. It's no. just like, yeah. It's, we're just, we're lucky. I know. It's also turning into days. We're like, it was months, now it's days. We're like, where are we going? (laughs) (laughs) As you're touring around the country, what is the toughest room you've ever played? The one you're like, oh, God. Oh, Oh, my God. You want us to throw somebody in the toughest room? Well, you don't have to. If you don't want to, because this is permanent. (laughs) This is not like a temporary interview. This is a great question. This stays. This stays online. So. <laughs> this stays public. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a mean question if you don't want to answer it. You can skip it. I got it. Fast forward. I really try to think of it. The toughest room. Do you have an answer? Uh-uh. No. Do you there an doesn't answer? have to be an answer. I mean, I, we got really nervous to play the Bluebird oh, for yeah. the first time. That surprised sure. me. I, I wouldn't call it a tough room, but it's a very, it's a very intimidating room. History. Yes. Yeah. The pressure of like representing, which is, you know, Self-induced. it's all made up. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's nothing to do with um, the room itself or the people. No, not yeah. at all. But it's a very quiet room, too. Yeah. Like, it's a very Nashville, you know, we did It's like, we had no, we thought everyone was hating it because they're so just like stone faced and like oh, yeah. no expressions. Hmm. And just like, we're like, oh, we're blowing this. <laughs> Bombing. <laughs> and then people were so nice. They absolutely loved it. It was like the feedback after the show is incredible. But I, that was, that is the most nervous I've been for a show okay. in so yeah. damn long. That's a great That's point. an acceptable answer. Tough cannot be like, I didn't have a good experience. It wasn't it, it could hostile, be. It could be like, oh my yes, God, that was really difficult very here. Very much yeah. so, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for answering that. <laughs> All right, so I know you like the producer you worked with, but what if money were no object and you could pick any producer living to work on your record, your next Jeez. record, not the one that's coming out? Mm. I mean... It'd be really nice to like actually make our current producer some money. So <laughs> yes, I know. But Still like, pretty loyal to him. Like um, Dave Cobb, Rick Rubin. I mean, somebody like yeah, that. of course, yeah. of course. Um, I really like Olivia Rodrigo's producer. I'll be honest. I I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's like Dan 
Nagiro or something like that. Um, He's just weird, and I really like that, but he makes it, like, super clean and really appealing. Mm -hmm. Um, He's worked with a couple other artists that are, like, very much not in, like, the Olivia Rodrigo pop world, and Mm -hmm. I just, I like his brain, I think. It just always ends up being, like, really listenable, but, like, very strange at the same time. Mm. Yeah. There you go. Well, one final question before one final song. If King Margot was to endorse a product, what would it be? Lunchables. <laughs> um, or Starbucks. Oh. Chevrolet. Oh, Chevy, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Chevy people. Big truck people. Big truck guys. I wonder if they're listening. <laughs> we do have a whole, like, side. We had to, like say what our dream like press outlets were for a bunch of this record stuff we had to turn in. It's like my genuine answer is like I really want to be in Chevrolet magazine so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and we want one of their like electric Silverados that's coming out in two oh, years. I know. Like, it's the long game with Chevy, but yes, yes, yes. Well, <laughs> I'm <I> committed. Mean, <laughs> well I mean if we were going back to the previous album and even though it's already been done as a song, it could have been like the solo cup. Endorsers because of big girl cups. It could have been. Uh, that's true. Could have, could have been that. It's a lot of product placement. We could have had. Could have had. <laughs> they that, don't want yeah. us, but. <laughs> All right. The new album's coming out September second. It's called Waters Ride. King Mark King Margo has a website too. I'm sure. We is do. It, we just it? redid it ourselves. It is. Kingmargo.com. You got yeah. the you got the domain without arguing with that. Yeah, right? yeah we did. I'm lucky enough to have John Bomarito. Somebody somebody snatched it up for me and then sold it to me, which was really nice. Wait, really? A friend of mine. Yeah. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. So. Oh, lucky. Well, not like. Russia. No, 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 no. He he, he, he <laughs> nabbed it and then let me continue That's awesome. making the payments. That's which a good was, friend. Yeah, it's a good friend. Yeah. You might actually know him. We'll talk about that when we get off, <laughs> okay. off the recording. What final song would you like to do from Waters Rise? So we're gonna do our first single actually yeah. that's coming out on July fifteenth. Um, so we're kind of on the the low key unofficial single drop tour that started Wednesday and ends July fifteenth when the song comes out. Well, this should be out before then. This should be out next week. So awesome! Cool. It's uh, it's called floodlights and sequins. Here's a pile and a warbler's nest. Can't get no mail at no address. Speeding tickets, bookmarking magazines, ten things, eleven bath, and nice face cream. Hey, it takes all night to look this good all day. Why punch the clock when there's another way? Hey there, baby, got a hell of a mouth. No one makes them quite like they do in the South. Let me buy you dinner, show you a good time. Vodka soda with a twist of life. Now it's bleeding on the pavement under neon signs It pays the bills if you do it right Mama, we said how to get it done Make it hard with a kiss Take the money and run Fingernails painted, getting fingerprints Stamp looking good in black Dodging the blue and red Living the low life Shrieking and high But that's a sequence. Bangs and break ins. But that's a sequence. Wants to be seen but can't be caught. I'll wear a dollar store and lipstick on the boss man's yacht. In between the caviar and chardonnay, tying up the fight in her laundry. Shame he couldn't wait until the crib. 
That is a fun song, and one I think uh, the Dixie Chicks should actually record. I, I think that would be good for them. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And it also has the answer to the question I just asked. The endorsement product should be a spray for your sweat. <laughs> <laughs> this is something to help promote the single. I'm, I'm here to help yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys. Oh, spray. Well, some other kind. Don't name it Axe, because that's already taken. Put your own stamp on it. I like it. It's King Margot Body Spray. <laughs> just made of, like... Bourbon. Can, sure. Can we whip that out in like two weeks? Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> Rachel, great to see you. Luciana, great to see you as well. Nice to meet you as well. John, King Margot's album coming out September 2nd. Check out the website for details about that. Uh, pre orders available soon. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for, for taking time out of your tour schedule to come say hi. Oh, thank you for yeah. having us. Yeah, we were really looking forward to this. My pleasure. More information about them, again, kingmargo.com. If you want to find out about Acoustic Alternatives, go to johnbomarito.com, look for the Acoustic Alternatives tab, and find out about the radio show and the video playlist and the radio, this thing, the podcast. So thanks again. We'll see you soon again, I hope.